I always, I always learned it this way. Like when your kids, you're one to six, you're getting them. They listen to you. Mm-hmm. Six to 12, you're teaching them principles. Mm-hmm. 12 to 18, you're coaching them. 18 and up, you're their friend. Definitely. No, there, there's definitely other ways to foster um, that communication. So sometimes like eye contact is very intimidating. But if you go on a walk, right. you're, you're both looking ahead. So you don't have to like look at each other. And it might open up the door for, for them to open up. My dad and I... But I would say, you set a good example. I think that if you want your kids to be a certain person, then be that person. Don't tell a kid, do as I say, not as I do. I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn from Eagleville Bible Church. Along with me is Eric. And actually, uh, we do these podcasts, Eric, because we used to do a radio show, and then we didn't do that anymore. So we decided, well, let's do podcasts for our own church. So we put them on pod, you know, for those who might see it on YouTube, it's way to go podbean.com. You can go listen to audio versions or you can go to the church. Obviously, if you're hearing it now on the church YouTube page, you know that there's a church YouTube page. They're so, nice. They're yeah, quick. Yeah, you, hear, you, you heard about that. Uh, so <clears throat> we did it to be helpful and just do topics that are practical. And so this one is kind of parenting and teens. You're a parent. You got teenagers. You're a youth pastor. So you're kind of like a surrogate parent to your whole youth group, really. Mm-hmm. In yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, that they're going to look up to you, and definitely. you're definitely going to be a leader in their lives and stuff like that. But Ephesians 6.1 is a good verse. The children obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction in the Lord. And for me, when I think about this verse, okay, parents, don't exasperate your children and bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. You know, being a dad... It would mean I've got to spend time relating. If I was going to talk to any parent, hey, you got to give your kids time, right? Yeah. First and foremost, give them time. Yeah, most definitely. And I going back to this, I've heard Pastor Adam talk to little kids about this, and I think it still rings true with um, teen teens as well who are who like don't have a job yet. Like your job right now is to listen and obey. Listen right. to your parents and obey your parents. Right. And I why that it may go well with you. Right. There's reward in that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I I just like, I like that it addresses that as well. One of the things that I never really related to, and I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying I didn't like, I didn't understand everything that they were into. So I would play the EA sports, like Mm -hmm. Madden sports. I play football with my daughter. Every year they come out, they get harder and harder harder to play. play. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big gamer. I never really was like Mario Kart was my thing. Pretty simple racing games. So like if you if you don't relate to like video games and stuff as a parent, that's okay. That's okay. That's I'm what tw- I'm saying. I'm 26 and I don't either. Like right. it just doesn't really gaming, TikTok, Snapchat, every little nuance of of what these guys are into or games they like to play. Any more than when I was in a kid in school, we played marbles. Like we would bring bags of marbles to school and shoot competitively. And mm-hmm. if I hit your marble first, I kept it. You hit my marble first, you kept it. That's how we played, and that's how we rolled. And we did this for hours. I don't know that my parents ever really understood did the you game. Ever play or jacks? Really, 
Yeah. How, yeah. how do you... You'll have to teach me how to play jacks. We play jacks, yeah. Some, but not in school so much. We played it at home a little bit. It was fun. I mean, it was a while. You know, you'd bounce the thing, and I forget he had to roll the dice, and you had to swipe up so many dice before the ball and catch the ball or something like that. I, it's, Dude, it's been years. I mean, it's like, it's, it might be like 40 years since I played that one or more. But I, to me, it's just having open lines of communication is what's really important and allowing them to talk to you, communicate. So if it's uh, having time around the table, it's whenever they feel like talking and maybe you're driving down the road and they start saying something to you to say, okay, maybe I need to stop now and turn the music down or pay attention to what they're saying because they don't always come back to it. So mm-hmm. you got to have open lines of communication. I think it's super important. Yeah, and also like relating in each teenager um is into and values like some are very sporty and athletic others are a lot more artsy right and like as youth pastor i mean i have a huge range of students and i i think the 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 athletics is a little bit more fun a little bit more up my alley but i i also have a a tremendous appreciation respect for like the the students who who would rather spend time drawing in their sketchbook and you know creating art i I just think it's very cool to see them using a creative outlet right in in a healthy way kind of i don't know it's just kind of cool to me well as a parent i never tried to push my kids one way or the other if the kid's not an athlete why am i pushing them towards i can't gift them in ways god did not gift them so i just Mm -hmm. would try to roll along with it if your kid's better at music or better at sports or whatever then you kind of roll with it and don't force them to be you i think that's a a big mistake like i never tried to force my kids to be me you know, I took them yeah. and did me stuff, and mm-hmm. I let them experience that. If you want to do it, I have some kids who have followed suit, and now as they've grown up, they do the same things our family has done for years. Other ones don't. When you shoot them down right away because you didn't like what they said, you didn't like their view, and you jump down their throat by it, and it's easy for a parent to really do that. I mean, it's really for a parent. You shouldn't think that. Indeed. You shouldn't think that. You shouldn't say that. Uh, you should. And, right, I mean, they're not even finished their sentence yet, and you're already, I mean, the planes have already been off the ground, missiles are coming in immediately. Yeah. That kid's not going to talk anymore because why should they tell you? And the problem is you need to know that. You need to hear the whole thing. You need to, they need to be able to tell you what they think, right, wrong, or indifferent, so that you understand what it is is on their mind. And maybe they're right. picking up stuff at school. Uh, maybe they have influences you're not aware of. Listen. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, if, if they're home from their buddy's sleepover, hanging out with their friends or whatever, like, and they're telling you some story, and it, and it immediately becomes, like, a teachable moment or this life lesson, well, then, like, I'm I'm out of stories then because there's going right. to be, you know, it's it, it doesn't translate, nothing's funny, not, so I'm not, I wouldn't tell any more stories. And that, I think that totally rings true with, with teens today. It's like, if I'm just going to get lectured all day, I can just be quiet yeah, and no. not get lectured. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, but I do think if there's a chance to teach somebody something like the day my son. Well, I'm all about capitalizing yeah, on a teachable yeah, moment. Yeah, like my get son gets the blade of the mower stuck under a tree root. And to this day, I don't even know how it was physically possible <laughs> to do it. So they called me all upset about it. The mower stuck. And, of course, the engine shuts right off. Sure. Uh, I just came home. I looked at it. I gave handed him a saw and I left. Yep. <laughs> that was it. It was like, <laughs> you made the mess. You fixed the mess. Yeah. That was my teachable moment. I didn't really need to say a lot. Just get it out. Yep. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not upset about it. Just get it out. 
you know, now if you keep making the same mistake and you do it over and over again, then I'm going to say yeah. something about it. My son gets some more stuck once, maybe twice in the old days when he was in college. Now he doesn't do it anymore, but I would say I just helped him out. But if he were to get stuck in the same spot twice in a row, I'd be like, dude, you're on your own, you know, yeah, because definitely. you got to learn, stop. Mm -hmm. You know, it's wet there at this time of year. Stop going down there. You already know it's wet. Now he was smart enough that he got stuck in two different places and that was it. He's never gotten stuck there again because he mm. learned that, hey, if it's yeah. muddy down there, I just can't take this mower down yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of that, that happened on our mission trip. You know, just something would happen. Not necessarily anyone's fault, per se, right. but, you know, this is this is a new hurdle that we have to right. jump over. This is a new obstacle that we have to navigate. might take twice as long, you know, whatever. But, again, no one's fault, but we still have to yeah. work through it. Right, absolutely. But one thing I would encourage parents, and I've had parents uh, come to me and their kids smoking pot, uh, there's problems, you know, what I do about it. And I, this has always been my standard thing to say, look, don't make every conversation about that, but definitely make it as hard as possible for them to continue that activity. You're right as a parent to stand against it. You're right as a parent to be Absolutely. barking about it. But if every time you talk to that kid, it's only about problems, they're just going to learn that they don't do anything right. There's nothing you appreciate. So what you need to do is take them out for breakfast and you start building a relation, a better relationship with your child mm -hmm. so that they respect you and they listen to you and you're building into them as a human being. Then as things come up, yeah, but fight it. Yeah, fight it tooth and nail, but don't make every conversation about a problem because you know how kids feel. They just feel like, I never do anything right. I never, I'm always in trouble. I'm always getting yelled at. And by the way, for a kid saying they got yelled at means mom and dad said, I asked you to take out the trash already. That mm -hmm. in our world today, yeah. that's getting yelled at by some accounts. Sure, definitely. No, there, there's definitely other ways to foster um, that communication. So sometimes like eye contact is very intimidating. But if you go on a walk, right. you're, you're both looking ahead. So you don't have to like look at each other and it might open up the door for, for them to open up. My dad and I used to play catch, you know, we're 30 yards away. That's pretty far. 30 feet away, whatever, you know, we'd throw the ball back and forth. And he'd ask me how my day was. But when we're sitting in the car on the way home from school and I'm two feet from him, it's like, good, good, right. good. I don't know. You know, like, right. poor dad's not going to get anywhere with me. Right. Start throwing me the ball, like, you know, I don't know. Just something, something like that, some sort of activity. That's an interesting point. I like it. I, I like what you're saying. I think it's good, especially with boys. First dates as well. Boys, shoulder to shoulder. Like, men are shoulder to shoulder creatures. Like, we relate in doing things, like, mm -hmm. when we're doing things. Like, one of the best talks I had with my son this summer is we were kayaking. It was just the two of us. So, we were just talking about the world and situations. I'm trying to understand what he thinks. I'm not trying to cram anything down his road of what mm -hmm. I think. I'm just trying to understand it. There's a lot of things we did agree about uh, when it came to those things. And, yeah, and things that we also realized were way deeper than any simple answers like Black Lives Matters and some of the things going on. You know, it was a lot simpler than just a one-sentence answer. I mean, these yeah, things are very right. complicated. And so, we were, we were kind of understanding that. And I thought that was good. But it was doing something where I think... For the gals, and maybe if you have a daughter, they would like to go to breakfast with you and sit across the table and 
mm-hmm. and talk. And so maybe your experience is, I don't want to say anything to Carter, my dad, being close to him, maybe that would have been different if you were a daughter. I'm not saying, yeah. but it's possible. Or just a different kid, hey, let's go on a drive. Yeah, right. Just me and you in, in the privacy of, of this vehicle. Yeah, we're so, not on a walk passing other people, nothing like, you know what I'm saying? So whatever works. Yeah. I, I would say this too. So point one would be spend time relating. I think that you your kids need you. Teenagers may act like they don't need you. They do need you. Uh, the other second one would be set the example. And I would say to parents, it wasn't my job to try to be cool to my kids. I'm right. not here to get tattoos with you. I'm not here to be <laughs> like you, dress like you. I always kind of like didn't like that. Like when I was sure. younger, I always thought it was kind of odd when people my age were trying to dress like they were 20 some years old. So I've never gone that route in my life because I know it doesn't really actually make me that cool mm-hmm. to people that yeah, are younger. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? I think what makes you cool as an older person to your kids and also younger people is you just be you. You don't have to be anybody else. You just being you yeah. is good enough. You trying to be like them and every dress like them and talk like them isn't necessarily because I think they appreciate you for who you are. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think in this day and age, the pendulum has really swung from being having everything all put together, having an answer ironed out kind of thing to to be yourself, be authentic. And it's OK to not know. And right. like, you know, when you ask your parents something and they don't know it. That's a good question. I, I'm not sure. Let's figure it out together. Right. Be more authentic. Don't try to be hip and cool like you're saying. Like, don't ever um, give up on the opportunity to be the parent. Like, right. Be the friend when they need a friend, sure. Right. But be the parent when they need a parent. I was a, I always learned it this way. Like, when your kids, you're one to six, you're getting them, they listen to you. Mm-hmm. Six to 12, you're teaching them principles. Mm-hmm. 12 to 18, you're coaching them. 18 and up, you're their friend. You, I, you, I like how you just brought that up because yeah. I, I listed something else on just like that. Like, yeah, you need to be the parent for this right. time in, in their life. Right. Then you need to trans transfer over to being more of a mentor. Right. Let them make the decision. Let them make a mistake. Right. But be there to coach them and to right. guide them. And then transfer later in their life to, to being their friend. Right. Absolutely. So same, same principle, mm-hmm. same concept. But I've had that now. Do all my kids want to be my friend? I honestly, I'm, I'm very much a take life as it comes guy. I just take Whoever wants to hang with me, hang with me. You don't want to hang with me. Don't hang with me. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm here to live life and enjoy it. You want to be with me and do it. But I'll are always, you still, do you still feel as if you're approachable to your kids? Yeah, absolutely. I would I, hope I, so. I, I mean, well, I'm not saying they would all well. say that, but I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually really good friends with my oldest daughter. I mean, her and I, I see her once a week. I, I actually didn't see her last weekend because she was camping. I missed her. Hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty close to her. Uh, yeah. My kids I'm, I'm pretty tight with for good. the most part. So. That's cool. Yeah. It's not a problem, but I would say you set a good example. I think that if you want your kids to be a certain person, then be that person. Don't tell a kid, do as I say, not as I do. You want them to be a certain way. You want them to learn to treat a woman mm-hmm. a certain way. Then treat your wife that way. Yeah. You want the, you can't expect them to not be a smart butt to your wife when you're a smart butt as a man to your wife. Right. Because that's not going to work. You can't say, well, you don't talk. Well, you talk to her that way. No, you, you be the person you want them to be. And then that's how you get them to be who you are. Yeah. Like my kids have followed a lot of suit in my morals and my principles they're like my family. I came from a family of non-drinkers. Like I came from a family. I did not see alcohol. My kids grew up in a family. They don't see alcohol. Mm-hmm. They're not drinkers. Like you, they just not, they're not interested in going to bars. They're not interested. It's just sure. not there. They'll go camping. They'll go do different things. It's just sure. not their thing. Why? Because they didn't see it. Now, if I was that, 
than they would be. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it follows, tends to follow suit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Same with me growing up. Like church was very important being involved, um, in some sort of service, signing up for VBS or whatever event it is like sign up. Cause that's what we do. We attend church and we serve church right. as well. Yep. Uh, now on the flip side, I never saw my parents tithe. They did, but it's just one of those things I never saw whether they did it online right. or I, I just wasn't looking. I don't know. So like months into me working at McDonald's when I was in high school, I'm, I'm getting reprimanded cause I'd, I'd never tithe. Why? Right. I've never seen my parents do it. Right. I didn't, I didn't know. I, right. I guess I knew, but I right. never did cause I never saw them. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't an example or something that yeah. you got to see them work through or work out. Yeah. I would say um, one of the things too is expectation and you've already hit on some of it and every child is different. So I think that you're, you can't expect a, a non-athlete to be an athlete. Uh, you can't expect a, a C student to be an A student. Like, I think that's silly when we're a kid might be phenomenal with their hands. By the way, when I was in my twenties, your age, two of the most intelligent people and like successful people I knew didn't get past eighth grade. Hmm. And they were extremely highly successful because they were good at what they did. One guy built machines and figured out how to make gun, sure. like custom gun barrels wow. and sent in them all grade? over the world. As a, well, he was an adult then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But he only went to eighth grade. So when he learned it, I don't really know, to be honest, but he was smart enough with his hands sure. that he could figure out sophisticated. I remember being in his, his garage or building or shop or whatever it was and seeing all these machines with lights and gizmos. And I'm like, he built all this stuff. Like how, how's that possible? But I realized, yeah, yeah some sure. kids are, I'm not saying you let your kid be a dropout. Please let me clarify that. But you can have the expectation right. that whatever you choose to do, you're going to do your best at. Yeah, sure. That's a realistic expectation. No, that's realistic, right. So that's not a, oh, I'm not good at math. I'm just going to flunk out of, no, you still need to try. You still need to do your best in whatever it is, right. whether you have to do it or you choose to do it. Kind I, of thing. I agree. Um, when we work together, we all work together. Like I was one of those guys, I would go out in the morning. My kids, of course, always drug their feet. You know, hey, dad, I just had to brush my teeth and go to the bathroom. 45 minutes later, they're hiding behind doors. So I had to go find them and round them up. Uh, but my expectation was, I'm not coming the Saturday morning and doing everything myself. You're going to come and be part of it with me. And I'll take you to breakfast. <laughs> like, I'll take you to the diner. Like, we, man, our family, every Saturday morning, we would go pretty much out to get breakfast when it wasn't picking season. And picking season when we were yard sailing, then we'd yard sale all together. Nice. But when I was raking, if there were leaves to rake or there were weeds to do or whatever, if we were doing it, we did it together. I had to have certain nights that this is a family night. These are sacred, you know, and there's certain expectation, you know, we're going to eat meals together. You know, my brother, he just calls me up just uh, this week, texted me actually and said, Hey, did it bother you when your kids didn't want to go on vacation with you? And I'm like, well, that never happened. There were days when I didn't want them to go on vacation with me anymore because sure. they were driving me absolutely crazy, <laughs> but, <clears throat> and they weren't nearly as much fun as I was, but they, uh, no, I, I said not until they were adults that they want to say, and even now they still love going on, on vacation, you know, if they can, if they have the opportunity, they want to go with us. They right. want to be with us even to this day. Right. So, but I wouldn't, I guess it was what you expect. I think that if I was a dad and my kids were saying, I don't want to go to the beach on vacation, I would ask them, well, what do you want to do? I would say maybe, maybe they're not comfortable in bathing suits. Maybe they feel like they don't have the form that's it. Maybe that's just not their thing. Maybe they would rather go hiking in the mountains. Or just do something different. Or hey, do something, we do that every year. Right, let's or do try, something different. Let's switch it up. I would just 
go because I mean I traveled with my kids. I took them to every major city and in the eastern seaboard, pretty much that was in the north. Mm-hmm. I mean Boston, New York, Philly, cool DC. Made sure they were all in all of those places. So very cool. Yeah, no, I think it's you need to have the expectation. You know, you as a parent get to choose what that expectation is. Right. We will go to church as a family. We will eat meals together as a family. We're going to work together as a family and we're, we're going to pray together, whether that's simply just before the meal. And in my family, we, my dad just picked on someone and they prayed out loud. Right. I, that's been a concern. Parents have been asking me like, Oh, my kid doesn't ever want to pray. Like I want to be like this. I want them to be more like spiritual, but like, I don't know how Well. That's a good time. Pray together. Yeah. Or maybe one-on-one, like pray before they go to bed. Right. Ask them, how can I be praying for you? Right. Do it right then and there. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be a little uncomfortable at first if you're, if neither one of you are used to doing it. But at the same time, like, I think that's I, I'll go pretty with that. Uh, transformational. Yeah. I'll, really. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. But you got to, you have to have expectations, you know, and like we had an expectation in our house growing up, there was going to be one TV and that was it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to be watching the same thing. I didn't. Right. I never wanted a household where one kid's in their room, one kid's in their room, one kid. And by the way, when they get out of college, it seems to me and grew up in adulthood, that's what I did see. But yeah. when they were kids, that's not. Yeah, really we never what got our TV in our room. We never got a right. computer in our room. I'm a married man. I still don't have a TV in my room. Come to think of it, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need one really. You're not. You're not missing much, buddy. But anyway, uh, so here, here we go. Here's what we're talking about. Spend time relating. You got to set the example. You got to clarify expectations. Hope that you all have a great and awesome week. And thanks for tuning in. We super appreciate it.